Welcome to the South Dakota Soybean Pod, brought to you by South Dakota Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. I'm Tom Stever, discussing the incredible soybean, the people who grow it, and why that crop is so important. Today we explore how soybean growers strengthen global demand for U.S. grown soybeans. We'll hear more about USEC, the U.S. Soybean Export Council, and how and why it began. One of South Dakota's USEC representatives is McCook County farmer Dawn Shire, who keeps a lot of irons in the fire. I'm a farmer. I live in Salem, South Dakota. I farm with my husband, Pat, and my son farms part-time with us. And I serve on the South Dakota Research and Promotion Council for the South Dakota farmers. And I also serve on the United States Soybean Export Council. And for the USEC, I serve as secretary. Very good. But what does USEC do? What does the U.S. Soybean Export Council do? USEC focuses on building preferences and enabling market access for U.S. soy. They are in 80 different countries. They do emerging countries, expansion, and mature countries. They're out there to promote U.S. soy. You know, if nobody was out there doing it, we wouldn't have the markets we have today, and 60% of, over 60% of the soy is exported. It's not been around forever. So what's the history? How did it get going? The export side started in the ASA, and they got together and started working to make their own group just for export. This way it allows everybody in the soy chain to work together to do promoting of exports. Let's talk about the goals. What are the goals of USEC? USEC, they want to build preference for U.S. soy. And we got a lot of tools that we're doing this with. And, you know, it's important as a farmer to build this preference. I know soybean prices are high right now, but we got to tell them the value because there's other protein sources they could use out there. And we got to tell them why U.S. soy is better than any other protein source. How are you doing that? You go around the world and promote soybeans, but how are you doing that? We have a lot of different projects that we're doing. I just got an opportunity to go to Singapore. This is a new project that got started with ATP funding, and it's the Soy Excellence Centers. We have five of them around the world. The one I went to and had the opportunity to do is actually in Singapore, but Singapore was picked because it's a hub for a lot of the area. This one is dealing on soy foods. What we're doing is we're going into the countries and we are training people on techniques to make soy food, why soy is better. They're up and coming leaders. So when they get to be a leader, they will be very familiar with U.S. soy. Going to other countries, of course, is attractive, but let's talk to soybean growers who may not have the opportunity to go to these countries. What good is Dawn Shire doing on these trips to Singapore and other far-flung corners of the globe? Why USEC? As a group, we can do it and promote it. As an individual farmer, you don't have the opportunity to do this. So that's why you have USEC, so you can group it together and make a good promotion and do a good job on it. That's why it's really nice to have USEC to do this. 
And when you travel, they really want to talk to a U.S. farmer. You build a relationship with them. They find out that you're a family farm. We care about what we're doing. One of the trips I just did, I talked about sustainability. And sustainability is very important to companies around the world. Sustainability is here to stay. In what respect? When we talk about sustainability, what is that? Everybody has a different definition. When I do my presentation, I do the definition for me. Sustainability for me, it's going to be social. And the social part is a lot different than a lot of other areas, but we got to keep a social area around our small towns to make sure we are bringing young people back to farm. We got to do nothing that's going to hurt small towns. We got the financial. Every company has the financial. And then we talk about the environmental. With the environmental, we go in and talk about the different practices that we do. And the practices that U.S. farmers do allow us to have a certificate. It's called the SSAP certificate, U.S. Soy Sustainable Assurance Protocol. The SSAP certificates are based on our farm program. Our farm program is a national-based system of sustainability and conservation laws and regulations with careful implementation of best practices. There's more than 300,000 U.S. soy farmers that are in this. So it groups it all together. We're letting them know that we're taking the best practices on our land. We're not tearing up the rainforest. That is allowing us to have the SSAP certificates. And so we go and talk a lot about the sustainability of the different practices we're doing on our farms. How did you get involved in USAC? I got involved even before I was on the soybean board. I was in a group called Common Ground. And USAC wanted somebody to go over to China. So they took three women. We went over to China and talked about GMOs. We did cooking demonstrations. We met with influencers. We met a lot of different people and platforms to talk about GMOs. USAC does non-GMO, food grade, and GMOs. We are all-inclusive, but we wanted them to have a little better understanding about what GMOs are. Let's get on to specific projects here that you're working on as far as the U.S. Soybean Export Council is concerned. What are those projects? USEC works in the food area. Aquaculture is really up and coming. Poultry, pork. It depends on the area. Egypt is a lot of aquaculture. Each country has representatives. They have a little group that will decide what projects work best in this area to promote. I did just get a chance while I was over there. They sent me to Nepal. It was really a good conference. It was called the Feed Formulation Workshop, the nickname Chickenomics. Countries that were there were Bangladesh, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, India, and Nepal. They are large poultry producers there. And so this conference was geared toward them and feed formulation and why U.S. soy is better, the traits that why you want to use it in your formulations. What do you think you accomplished over there? When we were there, it was great because, you know, I got up and did my sustainability speech, had a lot of panels with great questions. They had researchers there from Norway, New Zealand, U.K., Netherlands, Spain, and the U.S. 
they were giving technical service to these guys of why U.S. soy. And it's great because it's not just coming from a U.S. company, it's coming from other people around the world. They're talking about energy, why U.S. is better, we have better amino acids, sugar. By using U.S. soy, sometimes even if it's more expensive, it could be better in the long run because you're going to get more efficient feed. What stands out for you as far as a project or a mission that you've been on? I got to say, the last one I was on, maybe it's because it's kind of new, I was really impressed with the people of how they want to get to know you as a U.S. farmer. I get home and my phone, after I left, they just had the questions. They didn't even want me to leave. I'm getting on an airplane and they're following me around asking questions. So they want to know about U.S. Soy and build this relationship. You know, it's been a while. We did a lot of Zoom conferences. They want the in-person. You could tell that by going to this conference workshop, how much they like the in-person and meeting a U.S. farmer. It's important that they meet the people that are growing the soybeans. Yes, it is important. You're building relationships, and my phone's still buzzing with questions, you know, and I'm sure when it gets closer to harvest, they're going to want to know how harvest is going. So I will be keeping in touch with these guys. Oh, well, talk about keeping in touch. What about reciprocation? Are there people that you have met overseas that you have hosted? Yes, I have had the chance when I was in China, I met one of the up-and-coming leaders, He's actually been on to my farm on a trade team. So it's been a while, but it's kind of nice. You see these guys. They're big corporations, and you're dealing with them, and you build the relationships for them. You have been to a lot of parts of the world in this position with USEC, and you have hosted people from other parts of the world. From your perspective, Dawn, how has this changed you? What do you take away from all of this? We all have a lot in common. I just had a team that came in. I met up in Brookings, and we had dinner. We all need food. We all want healthy food, good sources of protein. They want the same thing. They want healthy, nutritious food, and they have a family that they care about. Okay, talk about Next Horizons, Dawn. What markets are next in line for USEC? USEC is trying to do diversification. When we had our trade war, we found out when we lose a market, what happens. So we're really trying to do diversification. That's why these expansion and emerging markets we're working on, Egypt's really been growing a lot. The two countries that I had the feed formulation workshop, Pakistan and Bangladesh, are growing a lot. I haven't really been in Mexico. That's a strong market, but it's not an emerging market. We're kind of working a lot into the emerging markets because the growth is there. India, they are now doing some soy meal, and hopefully that is going to keep on growing because we've been helping with the poultry area. And when you help them grow their livestock industry, that can translate into more soy meal getting bought. I have heard it said that India might be the next China. It could be India, or you got to watch North Africa. There's a lot of growth in both of those areas. What does the future look like for soybean growers? 
a lot of people wonder, you know, we got high soy prices, but high prices kill markets. As a farmer, it's great because we got some good prices right now, but we still got to always work on demand and research because high prices kill markets and they can find another protein source in these areas. How do you find that balance? The happy medium, I'll call it. That's tough because we don't have control over it, but we can present facts and research. The Genesis Feed Program is a soy calculator where they can take the amino acids, the sugar, and energy, and they can plug it in, and it can have the freight put in there, and it can show them the value. We can take it with poultry or hogs. So that's how we can promote bringing a value to them to show them by using U.S. soy, they got more value for their feed. Dawn, talk to us about the importance of these groups working with each other. We couldn't do this alone. It takes a whole team. Through the Allied, we have a lot of groups that help us do what we're doing. But, you know, we work with like NOPA, the Soy Aquaculture Alliance. Everybody has to work together and they all bring something to the plate. And without it, we could not do the job that we're doing. The other thing I do want to say is USAC, through our checkoff, we apply for funding as a cooperator with USDA. And so your checkoff allows us to get some funding from them, and they're a good supporter of the projects that we're doing. Is it tough to keep everybody on the same track and to be productive? Everybody on these teams all want the same thing. So we work as a team. So that's what's great. I like it because we're all working for the same goal, promotion of U.S. soy. As a soybean farmer, we need to work together as a group. And through your checkoff, that's allowing us to work together as a group for promotion and research. Some of the research that we use to promote, not some, pretty much a lot of it is provided by your checkoff. So the checkoffs are really working hard for you. It's almost a full-time job working on this because you're always having to look at proposals. You are trying to do the best for the soybean farmer so we have a strong market in the future or the research that is needed for you to keep farming. I take it you don't complain about paying the checkoff. No. I have learned a lot of the different things the checkoff has done since I've been on the board. This stuff doesn't happen like Goodyear using oil in their tires. That does not happen without the checkoff investing money to do that. Dawn Shire farms in McCook County, South Dakota, and is a South Dakota soybean checkoff director, as well as a representative on the U.S. Soybean Export Council. Thank you for listening. We come to you courtesy of South Dakota Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. Be sure to subscribe to the South Dakota Soybean Pod wherever you get your podcasts, as well as at sdsoybean.org. We're also on the air. Check out the South Dakota Soybean Network, heard each week on several South Dakota radio stations. This is the South Dakota Soybean Pod. I'm Tom Stever.